So listen now to the message from the Lord. This is what the Lord Almighty says. I will punish the Amalekites for what they did to Israel when they waylaid them as they came up from Egypt. Now go, attack the Amalekites and totally destroy them. Or destroy all that belongs to them. Do not spare them, put to death men and women, children and infants, cattle and sheep, camels and donkeys. Then Saul summoned the men, mustered up, uh, mustered them up. There we go. 200,000 foot soldiers and 10,000 from Judah. Big army. Saul went to the city of Amalek and set an ambush in the ravine. Then he said to the Kenites, Go away, leave these Amalekites so that I do not destroy you along with them, for you showed kindness to all the Israelites when you came up out of Egypt. So the Kenites moved away from the Amalekites and Saul attacked the all the way from Abila to Sur, near the eastern border of Egypt, he took Agag, king of the Amalekites, and Lot, and all his people he totally destroyed with the sword. But Saul and the army spared Agag in the best of the calves and the lambs, everything that was there. These were the unwilling these they were unwilling to destroy completely, but everything that was alive It was a serpent that deceived Adam and Eve. Perhaps if I was going on to the church, I could only get one. But I read a theory. I went, I've gone out to San Angelo a few times. They have an old Red Hat company. And they're telling us this theory about rattlesnakes. Uh, rattlesnakes are Thank you. 
pretty minor value to what the what the church And they're going to see him later in life. So he's they're, they're going out to the cross and they're going to drop down and sit down on the ground where they're going to set up their little head. Well, as he's sitting down there, he's a big boy, isn't he? Your God. 
and be strengthened and emboldened in your life by one more as I did before. I pray that you would help us tonight. Help us tonight. Now, that's pretty good there. What's crazy is you going with the Spirit is crazy. There's a scripture that sums it up, uh, I think sums up what generates uh, best. And it's found in James 4, uh, 17, and it says, If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it. How many times have you felt led to do something and you didn't? For me, it's a good example. I should have told the truth, I should have. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. The end of sin is death. Uh, Matthew Henry, I think, breaks it down one of the best ways I've ever read. And he said, he breaks it down and he says, death is due to a sin, and he has sinned as wages. As wages are to a servant, and he has done his work. This is true of every sin. Death is the wages of every sin. Sin here is represented either as work, to which the wages are given, or as the master by whom the wages are given. All that are sin's servant, and any sin's work, must expect to be judged. And, and when, when you see that scripture, the wages of sin are death, it, it, sometimes it can lead to a physical death, like you can't run, you can't walk, you can't chew. But it can lead to a spiritual, a lot of times it leads more to a spiritual death, uh, where people slowly What did it cost him? First Samuel 15, 10 through 11. It says, The word of the Lord, then the word of the Lord came to Samuel. I regret that I have made Saul king because he has turned away from me. 
hates the King James Version says, I repent that I made such a mess. That's God speaking to Solomon. I pray that I may not go back to the I repent of my sin. That is raw, strong statement. Samuel, so Samuel is in Saul's sin cost him his kingdom. It's First Samuel fifteen twenty six. It says, but Samuel said to him, I will not go back to them. You have rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord has rejected you as king over them. Okay, you can see that plan. He wants to go back to them. So Samuel hates and approves of that. Sins, and 
First John 1, 5 through 10 says, This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If you claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not love the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we all walk in the light. We have fellowship with one another. We have in common. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. What's interesting here is uh, the first thing I want to point out is the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. So we are also purified. So at the last part it talks about is if we claim we don't have sin, we make a liar out of God. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us. The difference between Saul and David. David repented. Saul did not. Saul lost his kingdom. David was king over his kingdom. And if you read in 1 Samuel 15, 13 through 15, when Samuel reached him, Saul said, The Lord will bless you. I have carried out the whole instruction. This is Samuel. He's like, Hey, I did what God told me to do. And he obeyed. But Samuel said, What then is the bleeding of sheep? What is the blowing of the cattle that I hear? Saul answered, The soldiers brought them from the Amalekites. They fared the best of the sheep and the cattle that they had. They were your gods. Not my gods, the Lord said, your gods. That we totally destroyed your gods. Guys, it's okay. We, we feel the, the bad stuff, but we're feeling good stuff to worship. When you, when you fall down the path of sin, you're always going to fall down. Then David said to Nathan, Nathan the prophet, he came out and called David out in his sin. David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Totally different story. Both kings were falling short of their glory, but David repented. He knew his sin. And Nathan replied, The Lord has taken away your sin. Now go. If Saul would have repented, he could have killed him. Difference between Judas Judas was so unable to even kill Peter this is what Peter repented and said if we're able to have victory over our sins we have fellowship with one another we have one to purify us from all sin because of the blood of Jesus and what's interesting is when you're bitten by a poisonous snake you need one of those 
process of making the inner beam. And how can Paul explain the many effective ways to make inner beams? So take the venom of the poison of the and get it to the And the blood of the lamb is that that venom of the lamb is pure and means Revelations 12, 10-11 says, And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and power and the kingdom of our God and authority of His Christ have come. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down. He accuses them day and night before our God, and they have conquered Him by the blood of the Lamb and the word and by the word of their testimony. For they love not their lives Morning, we can have freedom. We can experience freedom from freedom from bitterness, from anger, depression, selfishness, or whatever is holding us back. We can overcome those tendencies by giving giving God everything and putting it under His power. Why don't we lift our hands? For the presence of God. Jesus is the Let's go around this time of the year. Let's I'm telling you this morning to give everything to God. Don't be like Saul and pretend that everything's fine and that you're not dealing with anything. Because even if it's just even if it's sin or it's sickness, God is still there. Yes, he is in control. Jesus, we need you. We worship you this morning. Oh, God, we're thankful for the blood of the Lamb that was slain for us. Oh, Lord, we are sacrificed. Jesus, we need you this morning. 